Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is the narcissist evil? Or is it just a personality disorder? Hi guys. You're very welcome to this channel, NarcCon, where we deal with all things in relation to the narcissistic personality disorder. Because in understanding it we can understand what we've been through better and we have a path forward that we can navigate to heal so there is the age-old debate that goes on in relation to this personality disorder as to where it comes from why certain people are narcissists where is it born out of and is it a physiological or psychological or a spiritual disorder or all three. So this particular podcast was stimulated by a comment on two fairly popular videos I have on the channel in the category. One of them is uh, the narcissist is possessed, which is quite a strong um, element bearing into the spirituality of narcissism. And the other is a narcissist people of the lie. And that is in relation to the book by Scott Peck, who was a psychiatrist. And I believe the book came out in 1953. So both podcasts or videos are very popular because they delve into the spiritual aspect of narcissism in relation to its evil connotation and context. I and this channel, as you would probably know, look at both aspects or uh, I try and look at all aspects of narcissism because I believe if you're looking at a subject and studying a subject it's better to have um, a view from every angle in order to get a wholesome and comprehensive uh, idea on what you're looking at. So I don't rule out any aspect of it and it's definitely up to you to make your own mind up as to where you lie on what you believe the narcissist you were with was composed of, motivated by. And if you are happy to leave it in one category or the other, and that is beneficial to you and you can move forward with that decision made, do so. The main thing is that we recover from the experience with a narcissist. However, I would like to delve into this comment and have a look at it and, you know, give credibility to the comment because that's what that person believes and they're entitled to their belief and their opinion. I would just like to say that I would prefer to look at the overall aspect of everything from a spiritual, physiological, psychological um, and more Catholic view of the whole situation. So we're going to delve in once again to the spiritual aspects of narcissists and have a look at that and see what we can come up with in relation to some rhetoric on the comment. So first of all, let's read the comment out and thank you to the person for leaving this comment 
and listening to the video. So the comment was made on a very old video actually I have called The Narcissist is Possessed. And this was a time when I would have been at the early stages of healing. I do believe that um, what is said in the podcast uh, has a validity. And I also believe that there's different levels of what each person experiences with a narcissist. Not all narcissists will show themselves, will take that mask down and show themselves to everybody. So you may be one of the select few of, say, a handful of people that will see behind fully the narcissist mask in their life. And you make your qualified decision on what you've seen there when they do that. I also believe that there are different degrees of malignancy within narcissists and Obviously, some, particularly lay people, um, cannot diagnose a person, but sometimes this person will not present for a diagnosis. And we have to make up our own minds on the information that's available to us as to the likelihood of a person being a narcissist, be, having antisocial personality disorder or being a psychopath for our own survival. So, don't let anyone tell you that you can't, you know, come down and form your own opinion on what you've been through. Sometimes this is the only avenue open to us. And sometimes it's about our survival and making a, a, as best a qualified decision as we can on the information that we have. So with that said, let's read this comment and see what we think. OK, so the comment on the video was nope not spiritual. Neurological studies and evidence shows it's a brain malfunction for want of a better explanation. No demons and goblins at all. Depending on the severity of the missing cortex of the brain determines the severity of behaviour and up to dangerous psychopaths like the serial killers. Now, I have done research on this. I'm not just coming up to you and giving an opinion, although it is an opinion on the research. So the research cannot come down and say that there's a part of the narcissist's brain or physiology missing because there isn't. What they do say is that there is less grey matter in the air, less grey brain matter in the sections of the brain that deal with empathy and deal with connectiveness and intimacy. That most of the grey matter or the concentration of grey matter is in the area of the brain that de deals with self-absorption and self-planning and self-aggrandizement. So I've always gone back to the simple theory of the old um, Indian saying that there's two wolves in us, the bad wolf and the good wolf, and whichever wolf you feed grows. And it's the same in the brain as in the body. If you don't use a set of muscles, they deteriorate and wither, and the muscles that you do use grow. It's the same in the brain. So that is in relation to the, the truth of the physiology. And if anyone else has a differing opinion or has evidence, leave it in the comments for us. We are studying this. We want to know your facts, if you have any facts that differ from that. We will keep open minds. We want to know. 
So just going on that evidence alone, um, this comment I wouldn't be able to agree with. And the the demons and goblins is always going to come at us when we come down on the spiritual side of narcissism. We have seen evil. We have seen a person show themselves to us. We have seen a person look us in the eyes and take pleasure out of us knowing that they know, we know who they are and what they're doing. And they're not showing that side of themselves to anybody else. And what they're doing is destructive cruel um, and ultimately going to cause us damage in our lives. So that that act in itself to me is evil. Do you say then the whole person is evil or do you say that there is an entity attached to them? Do you say that their spirituality is evil and dark? Whatever you want to say, again, leave in the comments your views on what's going on here. I'm going to give 10 points as to why I delve into the spirituality of narcissism in its negative connotation. I absolutely love psychology. Psychology tells us how a narcissist operates. Psychology gives us the reasons that relate to the narcissistic personality disorder why all narcissists will defend their position in relation to having control of situations. And if you look at the DSM, there are nine criteria laid out that if a person has five of those criteria, sorry, that's the Diagnostic and Statistics Manual. If a person has five parts at least going on of what it lays out there as a criteria for a person having NPD or narcissistic personality disorder, then it's highly likely that they're either highly narcissistic or they suffer from the personality disorder. I mean, that's a great factual layout of a behaviour pattern. We need it. We need psychology. Does psychology explain the whole story? Is there are there different narcissists that are more malevolent? I can never say that word. Bad, evil than others. Um, or, or are they all equally evil? And sometimes is it only in a situation where you come up and threaten a narcissist or threaten their sense of control or threaten to expose them that they will delve into the full part of the evilness that actually lies there undercover, ready, ready to come alive if necessary. So again, it's very hard for us to say that the family member is totally evil and put that label on them. But if you yourself have looked in those eyes, and I know you know what I'm talking about, if you've looked in those eyes and that person has looked you back and you have seen who they are, then a lot of people say, yep, the person I was dealing with, in my opinion, was evil. So here, here are the 10 criteria that I'd like to just talk around in relation to spiritual narcissism. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, what you feed grows. I'm sorry, I've gone into that already. Um, the sadism of a narcissist. A lot of us having dealt with narcissists see a narcissist taking pleasure in our pain. That to me shows a picture of someone who definitely doesn't have empathy, but to take pleasure in it and not just become regulated by our pain, but to actually take pleasure in it and feel empowered by it to me is not nice, at least not nice. To me, that is destructive. And what else can a person define as the theory or the concept of evil other than something of that nature? The next point is, again, on that, it's, it's, it's all based on the lack of empathy. The lack of empathy these people have to me, equates to their lack of humanity, their lack of respect for humanity, what humanity is all about, their lack of respect for love, uh, cohesiveness, intimacy, caring, all the positive aspects of our human lives are disrespected. And again, there is no positive connotation to a lack of empathy. Their sense of entitlement, a narcissist always feels that they are above other people, that they're the best at everything and that they're entitled to do what they want. And they justify their behaviour, no matter how heinous it is, because they feel that they deserve that and you don't. Again. The, their continued persecution of others, their continued persistent persecution of others, i.e. in stalking, in gang stalking, in spreading malicious gossip, in not stopping doing that, in, in, in gaslighting you in a relationship, in lying about you, in all those type of areas, in instilling jealousy and envy in you where there was never any before by triangulating you. All those things have dark connotations. For a person to be regulated by your destruction, to have an emotional regulation by your destruction, sounds very psychologically psychologically that it makes sense. It sounds very, you know, clean and crisp and clear to give a psychological evaluation by saying, oh, a narcissist is empowered by feeling superior to you. And that can be by your destruction. So that's what a narcissist does. And we tweet, tweet, and we, you know, write this down in books. And some self-proclaimed narcissists can make it sound very acceptable. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable for someone to say, I have a personality disorder, or to say, this is what narcissists are and do. They have a personality disorder. So yeah, they get empowered by feeling superior. They don't often say by your destruction, 
but it actually is by your destruction when they need to devalue you and leave you and go on to somebody else. So that's the aspect that I would have questions about. People coming at us and making it a clean scientific based subject alone. To me, that's one sided. That doesn't look at the conceptualization of what's actually going on. Smearing, lying, causing trouble. Narcissists are troublemakers because they need emotional output to regulate themselves. They need the emotional output of other people that is caused by them to feel empowered, to feel they exist, to feel important. That causing trouble or troublemaker element of narcissism, where they thrive on drama, chaos, confusion, anxiety building, stress building, pitting one person against the other in a triangulation. The only person that comes to mind in this is, as, as our commenter said, demons, goblins and devils. The only person that comes to my mind is a certain entity called Lucifer. Messing with people, causing trouble, getting a hit out of causing trouble and getting supply, narcissistic supply, devil supply. So I know it sounds old fashioned to use terms like devils or spirits or whatever. And if they're old fashioned terms, then let's make modern terms for them like bad energy or whatever. But it is what it is. <laughs> so calling it something that is cleansed, if you want, call it that. But it still is what it is. It's evil. Another aspect, and I'm nearly getting to the, to the end of this, guys, is how narcissists use and abuse their children. They believe that they own their children, the children having come from them. They have this godlike idea of their children as being servile to them. They use their children as tools to punish another parent. They don't care about the child, just that the child serves their agendas and their means. And they keep children dependent on them. They don't want children to individuate from them. That that's not good. And the very last thing I have here, and I just love this comment that you left, and I wish I, I could um, recall your name, that you said that your dad said about your partner, that any time he walked into the room, he was a joy sucker. He sucked the joy out of any situation. Some narcissists will appear to be the life and soul of the party, some narcissists will present in the other form and become the joy sucker. That's a more covert, vulnerable narcissist. The overt ones can often appear to be the life and soul of the party. But believe you me, someone in the background is paying for that overt, vivacious, flirtatious, charming demon that comes into the party and takes over. 
The abject cruelty is the last point, guys. Abject cruelty that narcissists will show to certain individuals. Where does that come from? Where does that grow from? Where is that stimulated from? And I'm going to leave you with that. So again, I prefer a comprehensive look at narcissism and it's up to you with the information you have researched as to what you believe the narcissist you were dealing with was. You have the facts that psychology presents to us that we can identify in behaviour patterns and the rest is up to you. You know how I feel about it. I believe there's a spiritual and a psychological element to this whole thing. We have children cited by different people saying that they were never abused, but they turned out to be narcissists. It is enough if a person is born with that genetic disposition or that personality bent towards something to just be told no initially at a young age, to develop the false mask, to manipulate and become, to feed the bad wolf, basically. So it's out there. There is no part of the brain missing in relation to a narcissist. The grey matter is less in the areas of empathy, etc. And I believe, personally, because I've seen the blind spot and the narcissist's just not computing or the, the neuropathways don't seem to form that synapsis, I think it's called, to kind of spark up on certain things. And I have seen that blind spot where the narcissist seems to not compute, not compute. So there are a lot of different aspects to narcissism. I'm glad we're studying it more now. Again, it's up to you what way you believe your narcissist was orientated towards and what way you like to approach your education on narcissism. Here's to goblins and, and demons. That's all I can say from the comment. I still appreciate you leaving a comment and I still appreciate the fact that you have a different point of view. Thank you. Bye for now, guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.